Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachma. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mind Shifters Radio. Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour. And today is Thursday, January 2nd, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that webpage and look for the two words in the upper left-hand corner that say Start Here, click on that. It will take you to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using for over 18 years to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also download a whole host of audio files or shows just like this one where people have been stepped through that worksheet process and or they've called in with powerful testimonials about how the active use of these tools is improving the quality of their life and relationships. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. And if you choose to do that, before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. If you tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It also contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process and a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. We have several reasons that we hope people do all of that soon and often. The primary one is that it's been our experience that when people do that and apply the use of these tools in their lives, it makes their lives better. 
Secondarily, we've noticed that the more people do that, the more it leads to comments, questions, answers, testimonials. And if you have any of those to share with us, we would appreciate your giving us a call at 563-999-3581. If you call that number and press 1 on your phone, it'll put the icon of a hand by your phone number, and I will turn on the microphone and announce you by your area code. We appreciate when people do that because it makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. Our intention with this work is to be a service, and we are grateful when people let us know what we can do to be of service. We have um, a support group coming up tonight. These support groups are available on Tuesday and Thursday night. They're absolutely free. During the support groups, we often have people talking about the worksheets they've done or the challenges in their life and framing out worksheets to do on their own. And we also do things like watch Michael Rice's videos or videos of Guy Finley or listen to Michael Singer from his book or his lectures. And we deepen and enrich our understanding of the dynamics that are in operation when we do a worksheet process and dismantle our negative emotional states or the traumatic energies that we hold from the past. So please feel free to join us for that support group tonight or pass the information along to somebody you think might benefit. All the information you would need to join us absolutely free is available at mindshiftersacademy.org. Please be reminded that there's a separate page for the login information for Tuesday and Thursday groups as the login information is different for each day. So, how can we support you? What's on your mind? How have you been affected by the recent shows we've done where worksheets have been done or have you had any experience with the relatively new short shorter version of the seven step worksheet that Michael Rice was using with someone again yesterday or is there something else that we might discuss or help you with that could be of service 563 999 3581 if you call that number and press 1 we can have a conversation it is um I've heard several people discuss the uh, their pleasure with the idea that we're doing more worksheets this year on the show. Um, but that may or may not be the case for you. It may be that you would prefer a, a different direction or format, and we're here to listen to that as well. 563-999-3581 and press 1. I had um, a patient in the office earlier today who had just finished watching the, I guess you would call it a documentary, called Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. 
And Stutz is the last name of a mature therapist, 70-something. And um, he's had some success helping um, a young, a 30-something star of stage and screen. I forget the guy's name, Jonas somebody. And... Uh, I had a patient say to me, you know, you've got to watch this because you are my Stutz. And, you know, there are so many similarities between what Stutz is talking about and what you've taught me. And I listened to it, and sure enough, there were some glaring, powerful similarities. As a matter of fact, I hand out to people the 10 bottom line observations at a first or second session and if you didn't know better, you'd think that Stutz was reading from my list of bottom line observations, which means he and I have had access to some of the same source material over the years. Um, and he basically stepped um, the young man through Pierre Pratervan's Gentle Art of Blessing. And then later in the, I forget how, how long the documentary is, later in the show, he stepped um, the young man through a release technique that's very similar to what Michael Rice has shared with us numerous times over the years about releasing our attachment to an idea or a person or a situation in our lives by asking for support from something outside of our conscious logical mind. And um, so a lot of good stuff there. If you haven't tapped into it, if you want to see, you know, another way to talk about the same kind of things that we talk about on this show and that Michael Rice talks about in many of his DVDs that are, for years, they were the only thing we watched in the support group. And we um, we watched the, uh, the DVD in the last two Tuesdays titled On Creating Consciously. And um, it ended up being quite triggering for some people. And uh, you can say that's a good thing, or you can say... It's not a good thing, depending upon how it lands for you. But the the clarity of Michael's thoughts and presentations varies from some some of these videos to others. This was one where he was pretty on, all things considered, and. Um, so we can talk about on creating consciously. We can talk about the worksheet process. We can talk about the worksheets that I did and talked about yesterday. What is your pleasure? 563-999-3581. Call that number. Press 1. We can have a conversation.
one of the dynamics that uh, hold that thought and turn on the microphone for area code 541. Soon you're in the air. Yes, this is Celinda. Welcome, Celinda. <clears throat> I'm reporting in. I would have reported in a couple of days ago, but I had a sore throat, which I'm hoping is a healing release, not a disease progression. Since I haven't had a sore throat since I was, as I remember, since about high school. Um, you had mentioned to me possibly doing a worksheet from my mother's point of view. So I did that. I wasn't able to get all the way through because I'm not sure about um, the principle uh, number seven and my new goal for my mother who has passed on. But well, it's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not a goal for her. Oh, it's a goal for me. Okay, good. It, it's a goal that you choose as a way to offer something loving to the other person. That's one of the hidden power dynamics in the worksheet. In the beginning... I'm upset because I have a goal for somebody else that they're not meeting. And then we go through the worksheet and remind ourselves that we're the ones creating our experience of life and we're only, literally we're only feeling upset because we're holding on to a goal for something we don't have control over that's not happening. So by the end of the worksheet, we've learned enough about how we're the ones that create our own upset and we decide, I don't want to be upset anymore, so let me set a goal that I have control over that will make me more loving, restore me to the awareness of my true nature as I interact with the people around me. And that's what I'm offering to the person who my mind was telling me this person was causing my upset earlier in the worksheet. But we know they never caused my upset. So the, the goal right, in number seven is a goal that you make for yourself to change something so that your life becomes more livable and manageable and loving. Fine. However, if I'm doing it as my mother, is that goal for me, for her, or for both of us? It's for you as the person doing the worksheet. Okay. You're doing it. it. You're doing it as though you're her. So it would be something okay. you do as though you're her. So if it's an EFT well, tapping session, you would sit and do the EFT tapping session as though you were your mother trying to dissipate her energies and and calm and soothe her system and move into relaxation and open to new insight. If you're doing it as your mother and you set a goal to do another worksheet on something that you had insight in, it would be a goal that you did another worksheet as your mother who had this or that upset. Okay. Let me share with you some of what bubbled up while I was doing this worksheet. What bubbled up was all of the times that I got verbal castigations from her in my life. 
they just bubbled up one after another. Okay, let's start from the earliest, go on through, <clears throat> whatever I remember. And um, as I mentioned to you before, I did a formal amends process, 12-step amends process with her before she died, which seemed to have literally transformed our relationship. Um, And then she died a year later. And she told me one time, don't come to my funeral. You came to me when I needed you because she was dying. And I went to see her in the hospital did my formal amends out of deep sincerity. And then she turned around, miraculously turned around the hospital and lived for another year. Um, But what bubbled up was all of my past issues with her about being castigated, unaccepted, and somehow less than. I'll fill in the blanks. Anything will fit in the blank. What bubbled up after that, Dr. Tim, was all of the times I did the same thing to my daughter. So I could use a little clarification here on how to connect those two. Um, What my observation was, my awareness was, was that of that generational downloads that we download that which we have been downloaded with. And those are the only tools we offer to our downline. So I would uh, enjoy a little clarification. I can go back and finish this worksheet now. I would enjoy a little clarification on how to connect those two. What I came up with was grief. My bottom line emotion is this in Hence, grief, and I think it's behind all the fear and everything, grief at my unsupporting actions towards my daughter, grief at my uh, mother's unsupporting actions for me, grief at my mother's um, distress and grief. (laughs) So if you you stop right there, you've just outlined three worksheets. Okay. I, okay. So Celinda, I don't have to who am love, I, I, Celinda, who am love, am feeling grief. The one thought I'm okay. using is my grief that my mother did these negative things toward me. That's my thought that's creating the grief. Okay. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm wounded by this or I, I, I can't have a relationship with my mother because of this, etc. That would be one. I, Celinda, who am love, am feeling grief. What's the dynamic this time? It's that I did this to my own daughter. Okay. So my thought is I'm a bad person because I've hurt my daughter. And there's another worksheet. And when you say I don't know how to connect these, I don't see any need to connect them. They're discrete thought processes that lead to emotions in your life that are less than love, and so you want to actively work to dismantle them. And, and one way to do be... that is to put it on a worksheet. Right. 
So I could have at the end of this worksheet that I would do three worksheets, one on my grief pertaining to my mother and her treatment of me, one on my grief pertaining to my daughter and my treatment of her, and one pertaining to my mother and her parents' treatment of her. Yes, you could do that. Okay, that makes it concrete because that's where I fell down. I got ooey-wooey again with this uh, vast um, (laughs) cosmic perception, and I knew that wasn't going anywhere. Um, The other thing, so I will do those. I'm going to redo this worksheet because I've just got too many words in here. This is Michael Rice's uh, seven-step. Uh, before he made the change to it. And I just heard him on the show saying yesterday that he's simplifying it even more. I think of that. And what Magda said on the, on the show yesterday, or it might have been a couple of days ago, about um, she likes the simple worksheet being separated out from all the definitions. And I agree with her because um, for me, they keep me from the simple process, but I definitely want those definitions. I just don't want them at the same time, other than what's absolutely crucial for understanding in the worksheet. <clears throat> so I appreciate that, and I, I really appreciate this ongoing dynamic process that both you and Michael are and Jeannie are involved in of um, – the revelation that just keeps coming. It's like uh, Meister Eckhart saying that God is on her birthing bed all the time, birthing. (laughs) And I love that. I love that sense of this continuation, this eternal process of discovery, rediscovery, and new discovery. And I'm just incredibly uh, grateful for this work and for your drawing in all these other disciplines like this this gentleman Stutz. In fact, I'm hoping that you can do an interview with him. It should be a a gangbuster. I'd love to hear it. Well, I think think that's... You know, that's while that's uh, an interesting idea, I think it wouldn't add much to what they already did in that in that documentary. So, and where do you access that? I believe that's on on Netflix. And it's just called Stutz. T S T S T U T Z. S D as in Delta. S T as in Tom. S is in Sam, T is in Tom, U is in Unicorn, T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra. Yeah, that's what I'd said the first time was T, and then I thought she said T. Okay. Yeah, cool. I will check that out. Maybe we can have a movie night. All right. Very is good. there anything Thank else you. we can support you in? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, – it's nice to know that I don't have to go – through every single issue because I would have been drowned in worksheets, but to be able to target exactly what the issue was is I can do three worksheets until something else bubbles up 
and I'm very grateful. All right. You're very welcome and deserving. I'll mute you so you can listen in. Thank you for the input, and good luck with the worksheets. So, comments, questions, thoughts, answers. You know, there's this uh, dynamic that we often engage in, in which we make things a lot more complicated than they need to be, and, and or we engage in this process of confusion simply because we don't want to do what our insider intuition tells us to do. And that was a an insight I've had a, very strongly again recently, I think it was last week or the week before when I was doing worksheets, that... Um, at least in the worksheets I was doing this past week or two, it was very clear to me by the time I finished the worksheet that while my mind was telling me, gee, I'm confused, the truth of the matter was my intuition was saying, do this, and I didn't want to do that. It would have been difficult or it would have been challenging. So it's just something I offer up that you can watch for in your own worksheets. If you're doing a worksheet and the emotion is confusion, you might want to consider that if you take a breath and a step back, your mind will reveal to you that it's not really confusion you're feeling. It's there's your insight, your intuition offering up something that your conscious logical mind is generating fear about and doesn't want to participate in. Just something to watch for. If you find that that's the same for you, then you'll benefit by doing the worksheet on either the fear or the uh, anger about what your the fear or the hurt or the anger about what your intuition is telling you you should be doing. And when you effectively uh, dissipate that negative emotional state, it'll it'll be effortless for you to follow your intuition, which, you know, many of us have had the experience is pretty much flawless. And there are times when people ask me, well, how do I know if it's my intuition or if I, it's my fear driving it or if it's my, you know, just my wishful thinking? And the best answer I have for that from over the years is that when it's my intuition, when it's my internal guidance, I will have calm. I will feel solid and calm and compassionate and clear. And if I'm feeling muddled, if I'm feeling a negative emotion, if I'm feeling agitated, that's a really good indication for me that whatever my mind is serving up is not coming from insight, intuition, or higher guidance. 
And when that happens and I have, I'm aware of these negative emotional energies, I pick up the tools. When I'm having a good day, when I've got the time, I pick up the tools and I work to actively dismantle whatever the internal process is within me that's generating the negative emotional states or the physical tensions. Like the last worksheets I did yesterday were about a physical sensation in my stomach, a sick feeling in my stomach. And it took a while to get in touch with what were the thoughts and emotions that went with it. But I was very clear right away that I was just feeling a kind of a gut punch, nausea. You know. So I was very clear that I wasn't coming from insight, intuition, clarity. And that's why I picked up some worksheets and started to dismantle the unravel. I wouldn't say it's completely dismantled, but I began to unravel the internal dynamic that had me so caught up, literally kind of one dynamic in me diametrically opposed to another dynamic in me, one part of me wanting to become more attuned to my insight and intuition and sensitivity and another part of me really wanting to shut it down and run away from it. And... Um, since it's been a many-year uh, process for me looking at those issues and working on it, I would imagine I have quite a bit more work to do. And yet it was quite interesting to have that insight and see so clearly some of the origins to that conflict in me. So 563-999-3581, if you call that number and press 1, I'll turn on the microphone and we can have a conversation. How is this landing with you? What would you like to discuss? Is there something that's come up in your life recently that would benefit from a worksheet and or us at least helping you frame it out. Area code 610. Susan, what, what do we have for you? What do you have for us? Hi, Dr. Tim. So many juicy options. Having a summary of that creativity one or... Uh, you doing another worksheet or you gave me a, an assignment yesterday or a suggestion of doing a worksheet on my housemate and my sister and maybe not all together. I ended up with probably, I can't tell you how many worksheets need to be done from that, but I did 
one solid one that ended up being kind of two at once. Uh, there are lots of parallels between our housemate and my sister and my feelings about all that. And I just got a, uh, an email. Uh, Michael just issued the absolute latest iteration of his worksheet. <clears throat> And I have it in front of me, and I wonder if it would be okay to do one, do a worksheet about Michael. Sure. So today is 2-23. I haven't even looked at this, so but I assume it's familiar in a lot of ways. My essential nature, my human life, my very being is love. The goal of this internal forgiveness wake-up sheet is to empower me to remove fear and or hostility and return me to the direct experience of love. So I, who am love and experience, experiencing, well, it took me a while to even get to this but the worksheet brought me to anger. So I'll just go there and start with that. Um, basic each mo- emotion. Well, I'm just going to stay with anger now. My denial displaces my experience of myself as my essence love, and my mind tells me that I emo- my emotions are caused by, in this case, my housemate, Michael. And there's a story connected to that which has to do with an awful lot of cultural stuff in the past. The story is he is using us. There are lots of parts of the story. I don't know how much parts of the story belong on one worksheet, but he isn't doing enough to better his own situation. He doesn't okay. like people. Okay, that's, that's, that's yeah. all you need. Right. This okay. is just a very brief okay. um, sketch, thumbnail sketch, so you can remember in the future what this particular worksheet was about. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, what you were about to go into is more relevant for the thought that you're using to cause the emotion. Okay, I see. And and okay. so you know you and, and and you and you might have just labeled it by saying, you know, my thought is he's not doing enough to improve his situation. Mm-hmm. Or you might or or you, or you might use the one that says my thought is he's taking advantage of us. He's using us. Mm-hmm. Either one of those might generate anger, and so either one of them might be what you choose for 1D. Okay. Because 1D says, the truth is only my thoughts cause my emotional upset. Take a breath, soften, and then specify mm-hmm. the thought I'm using in this worksheet to cause the specific emotion of anger. So what thought I'm going to go like with 
he's using us. I'm going to use okay. that. that. That's the thought. And then I have the thought that if he's going to use us, he needs to pull some weight on his side so that we're not being just outright used. And he does a little bit of that, but it's not impressive because I was brought up with the idea of you do not impose, and if you do, you just give double back, and you really bend over backwards to appreciate, thank, and work very hard to earn your keep. Those things are not happening. I can see all this cultural stuff coming up from childhood that I have this belief that I can't just let him live there. Okay, so So take a breath, slow down, and... Okay. Get back to the worksheet instead of letting your thoughts spin into all those okay. rationalizations. So what is the specific thought that you're using in this worksheet to create the emotion of anger? He's taking advantage of us? Yes, but not exactly. He should... If he's going to take advantage of us, he should be working hard to to earn the gift of living here. My, I'm telling you, it's hard to control all these thoughts because he's constantly saying, like I had a bad phone call yesterday with somebody. He had the run around, you know, put on hold, wrong person. So this is my luck. This is the way it always is. And I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute. You're living here with people who hardly know you. And you're living here for months, and this is how your luck goes? It's all bad? I beg your pardon. Yo, who are we over here? Are we top liver? I mean, see what I mean, Dr. Tim? (laughs) Okay, so that's anger or resentment, and your thought that might go with that might be something like, he's not appreciating all we're doing for him. That's a good one, yep. Then just put that on this worksheet. Make it more simple. Make it more direct. Catch your mind when it wants to go spinning off to all those things about the way I was raised, etc. That stuff can bubble up more and might be of use in the release. But when you engage it here, before you, you get to step five, before you cancel a thought and a goal, what you're doing is spinning and validating and justifying your negative thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is what is the thought you're using? You've you've decided to land on a particular thought. Let us know what that is that you're writing in one D. He's not appreciating what we're doing for him. Good. Then take a breath <clears throat> and think about what you're using as a punishment thought here. First of all, I'm mad at him and it's an interior thing but that's a punishment number one second i want to correct him to uh bring him up show him what he's doing kind of tell him what he's doing Try okay to change yell him. at him tell him correct him any yeah. of those will work Well, I wouldn't yell, so let's just say correct him, correct and instruct. 
And I see that as a punishment, whereas it doesn't need to be. It shouldn't be, but I'm thinking that he would take it that way. Okay. So you got your punishment thought, so move on. Punishing self? What's next? Yep. Well, what, what's your punishment self. thought for you? Uh be mad at myself for having these thoughts. For not being just generous and letting him be. Okay. Beating yourself up emotionally. Okay. All right. I am willing to process all disease, all dis-ease as I go through the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms of healing. Well, I hope I'm willing. My desire... My goal that I want one C to wake up to the fact that there are good people in the world, and I'm one of them. Well, let, let's let's keep it let, let's let's keep it focused on this particular worksheet. Okay, I want him. You know, the goal needs to be tied into the thought and the emotion it's creating and the dynamic that your mind is showing you is going on. So you want him to feel appreciation for all you're doing and show it. Yeah. Do you, do you okay. see how if you just make keep it simple, stay right with the word in the in the short mental short version, which is just such a powerful tool to introduce people to this. I say, look, I recognize that I don't like how I'm feeling, and then I throw an emotion word on it. The next mm-hmm. thing is I recognize I'm never going to have a negative emotion unless I've already been pouring a lot of mind energy into a particular thought that creates that emotion. Right. The next True. step is I stay right with that thought that's creating the emotion mm-hmm. and I ask myself what's the the goal that's contained that's directly related to that thought that's not getting met. Use that here. What's your thought that's causing your upset? He doesn't appreciate all we're doing for him. Okay, so now you stay right there when you formulate your mm-hmm. goal. That thought that's generating your negative emotion contains the goal that's not getting met. So you sharpen your focus when you stay right with the thought. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't let yourself spin off into a whole bunch of other rationalizations. Make it very simple and say, hey, I'm angry, and my mind is telling me I'm angry because he doesn't appreciate us. The only thing that's going to change that is if he demonstrates how much he appreciates us. There's my goal. Right. Yep. Good. And they add here, Michael adds at 3B so that I can... I don't quite know what to do with that yet. I guess I can relax and allow. Well, so that I can, I, 
so that I can feel like I'm appreciated. Okay. So I can feel validated. Again, don't go far from the thought that's generating the emotions. Okay. Okay, so this gets tough now. I choose love my essence, which stirs up the love in everyone. Rose and Butterfly story. So I've uprooted my roots. I'm not with my source. I'm gone somewhere. I've gone away from love. That is the truth. So I'm choosing it, but I can't feel it right now or I can't do it right now. Should I just go on to 5A when upset my No, no, I, I, I coach people to stay here and okay. do a little meditation and mm-hmm. find a loving thought or memory from either the recent or distant past. It doesn't have to have anything to do with your housemate, Michael, or anything to do with your current situation. Think of a time... Mm-hmm where you felt that loving energy rolling in your heart space and bring that memory up and pour your mind energy into it until your heart energy shifts from the anger to something more safe, comfortable, loving, joyful, strong, competent. And breathe into it before you move on. Okay, I've got two of them coming up already. Good. Do I need to into those? No, no, no. You you just need to do this for yourself. Breathe into that thought. Feel the energy warming your heart. Breathe into it. As you breathe out, feel that energy flooding through your body, and then we'll go on to number five. Okay. That was very easy to find those two, yeah. Okay. So number five says... When upset, my perception, my mind's construct, yeah, is built out of corrupt data driven by my goal in number three. So by canceling that goal, the driver that selects the data that produces my reality, yada, 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 this is where where you were were talking yesterday that this was taking you out of the feeling. So you've just gone to the loving feeling. And so now Mm -hmm. let's keep that feeling conscious, active, and present and choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling your goal for your housemate, Michael, to appreciate you and show it. Okay. And then you write that in, and then you move to 5B. With a nice deep breath, invite something other than your conscious logical mind to incline you towards healing, to restore you to your awareness of your newborn essence as love, which has never changed, to heal your denial the denial of part of your brain that says somebody outside of you is causing your emotions, and mm-hmm. to heal your capacity to generate anger in this particular worksheet, and to help you open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied, dissociated, and projected parts of your mind. And breathe and soften. And if you want 
I'll expand what he has in 5C into the forgiveness pattern. Let you just do a little meditation. Eyes open yeah, and closed as it's comfortable for you, and just breathe and soften and repeat silently in your own mind what I'll say out loud. I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet. I put my conscious logical mind on the shelf for now, and I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually generating this anger, this anger that was in me before I started focusing on my housemate and his behavior, and it's getting resonated by the interpretation I'm placing on what my mind is showing me. So just breathe and soften and gently repeat, I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet. I put my conscious logical mind on the shelf for now. And I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this upset. And then just put yourself in the most open, allowing space you can. Breathe and soften and trust that any thought, any physical sensation, any emotion, any memory that comes up is part of what you're going to need to see to begin to heal here and move forward. And just stay with that breathing, canceling your need to be right until you feel a shift in the energy or you feel it fading or you get an insight from a past event or you realize that your mind is just spinning and you've gone unconscious. And when one of those three things happens, breathe, soften, slowly exhale, and scan your body and notice what's the strongest emotion or the strongest physical sensation present in your body now. Oh, physical sensation of just not being able to get enough air. Okay. So I would write there in 6A, I now feel it's difficult to breathe. And I would write any emotion that goes along with that and or any memory or association to anything that's in the past, recent or distant, in my mind that might have just come up and make a note about that before we move on. I don't know if this is relevant or not. But Well, don't second-guess it. Just make a note of it and or okay. talk about it. I'm about six out in the ocean. We live next to the shore during the summer. I got brave and swam out way too far and couldn't get back. And I was going under and scared, and it wasn't very long before I felt a pair of hands lifting me up. It was my brother. He had swum out to get me and he went underneath me and just put his hands under me and lifted me up. 
Let the emotions come up. He carried me to shore. Okay. Just soften your breath and just be with that memory. For now, it is plenty to just have the memory. Okay. You don't don't need to sort out why is that here, what is the meaning. As a matter of fact, if you jump into that, that is that part of the brain that wants the ego to figure it out, and you'll probably shut down your processing. So just stay with the energy, stay with the thought, make a note about it, and you can come back to this and see what it has to offer you with EFT tapping sessions or future worksheets. But please make a note about that that memory of swimming out too far and going under and then having your brother's hands lift you up. And make a note about the emotions, the difficulty breathing, and the intense emotions that just came up for you. You don't need to understand them, just write them. Let me know when you're done with that. I'm getting a lot of thoughts, but you said not to have them. Well, no, they can be there, but we don't have to follow them. We'll come back to the worksheet and finish the worksheet, okay? Okay. All right. So I now feel the difficulty breathing. I now feel the memory of the the time in the ocean with my brother pulling me up, his hands pulling me up. I have this emotion. And now that's what you put in 6A and 6B. And when you're ready, we'll move on to 7. Okay. A principle of the universe is that by giving, I first get the original. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to heal. And I'm talking to my housemate, Michael, when I say I choose truth and perfect love. And housemate, Michael, based on that goal, that, that you appreciate us and show it, From love, I'm going to structure a goal toward you, and I'm going to offer something to you. And in this case, if this were me doing this worksheet, I would offer him probably an EFT tapping session on this memory and all of the emotion and difficulty breathing and another worksheet on that memory. Because somehow, we have no idea how, your negative judgment of him and his lack of, in your view, his lack of appreciation for you is somehow tied to this memory. And the more you go back and dismantle some of that energy, the trauma, and the thoughts, the easier it will be for you to come back into the present moment and look at your housemate, Michael, and see through Rachma and Kuba. 
to see only love, to intend only love, etc. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm already getting some strong feelings about him. One thing that happens to him when he gets even a small setback, like he had a flat tire, he starts to hyperventilate and cry and breathe. He's having a panic attack. Somehow I want to make I want to make room for him to have that and to forgive him for that and not judge him. Okay, so breathe and soften. Okay. And decide what you want to put in here in number seven as as the offering of your own work that you will continue to do. I feel so sad about him. Well, it's sad, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not about him. It's sad, and it's getting stirred up as you pour your mind energy into certain thoughts, but we already know it's tied to trauma energy in you. So just breathe and soften and trust that this will start to work itself out as you decide what you're going to offer him as a loving goal to do your own work, and then you do that work. Okay. All right. Did you decide what you're going to write in seven? Well, I'm going to do tapping, even though I'm not sure how to frame that. But that's okay. I can. I think I understand enough about tapping to do that. And well, and you can look up just, Brad Yates, and you can and you can tap on fear, or you can tap on difficulty breathing, or you can just think about, you know, pull up one of the Brad Yates videos where he's going to help somebody tap on anxiety. And while he's talking okay. about anxiety, you just focus on the difficulty breathing and this memory that you had. That's all. You don't have to okay. overcomplicate it. All and right. then you could do the worksheet on the emotions and the thoughts that come up. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And then I commit to love, to living a human life. To help achieve this, I do a mass canceling of all the times I've wanted somebody outside of me, other than me, to appreciate me and what I do for them and show it. Okay. And yeah. breathe into that if you're willing and do that release. Okay. <clears throat> That's good. Make sense? Yeah, a lot of feelings. It does. Good. Thank you, Stay Michael. with it. <laughs> thank you, Michael. Thank you, Dr. Tim. <laughs> I'm thanking two Michaels and Tim all at once. All right, so breathe into it and stay with the emotions and be gentle with yourself. And let the processing continue. Okay. Just trust that it's going to start working itself out 
if you get out of your head, out of the part that wants to make sense of it and figure it out, and just use the tools. Okay. Is that a good stopping point for now? Yes, thanks. You're entirely welcome and deserving. I will mute you so you can listen in. We've gone through our hour, and I will remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. Welcome, Jeannie Rice. Thank you, Dr. Kim. I appreciate it. You're entirely welcome and deserving. Have a great show. Yay. Thanks. So, I love you too, baby. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of MindShifters Radio. And today is Thursday, February the 2nd, 2023. And our calling number is 563-999-3581. And press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk to us. We'd love to hear your comments and questions because that makes this your show. And I believe that uh, Jack is on the line to continue from yesterday. Awesome. So as soon as Michael gets on, I'll turn on Jack's microphone. And welcome, Michael. So, Michael, are you with us? I am absolutely oh. here, but my mute button is pushed, so I'm talking away to myself. Just welcoming everybody. Delighted that we're here and ready to step up to the plate with this next uh, piece of the uh, the worksheet uh, that we're doing with Jack. So, sir, how do you be? What's on your mind Hi. at this moment? Hey. I, I, I Well, I just had a phone conversation with my with my uh, former about our about our daughter and it's it's, it's I, I'm you know she didn't go to school today and she's and she's um, in, continuing to drive her car into the into the quicksand um, I'm looking I'm looking for the the latest worksheet um, oh, there it is! I found it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm I, I'm 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 here, and I'm I'm experiencing I'm experiencing uh, fear and, and and anxiety. Well, one of the things we know is that. Interactions with life are going to show us everything we need to heal. Yeah. And you had a pretty powerful start yesterday looking at energies related to that. And yes. my, my input would be that once we're finished this sheet, uh, I spent a, a fair bit of time just contemplating the whole circumstance that's going on for you. And, uh, when you think about the fact that uh, your former has the deepest energy connection to your daughter, of course, the two of you spent nine months inside of her body, the 
once you've cleared out this level, then my invitation would be that you start really putting the pen to the paper and doing worksheets around all of the unresolved energies that have come up in relationship with your former. Because, of course, as she heals, she's going to be able to open a space for your daughter to heal. Difficult for your daughter to heal when mom's living in fear and trauma and dad is so far away with the same kind of dread going on that we're, we're talking about yesterday. So I join you in holding the space for healing for not just yourself, but for both your daughter and your former. And okay. of course, the master healer, I'm not sure whether I've shared this with you before, but back oh, 35 or so years ago in an intensive at Heartland, we had a group of about 50 people and there was one person in particular that went through a major healing process and the shift was just monumental, the, the, the change for this one person. And I'm left contemplating, you know, we got 50 people in this group and one person gets this monumental shift. Why didn't everybody else make that same shift? What's the core of healing? And what I was shown and became very clear to me is that two things had to occur. One, love had to be conscious, active, and present within the person who's in need of healing. Or someone needs to be holding that space of love for them. And two, the unconscious dynamics that are creating trauma need to surface. And when those two things meet, you know, of course, in Miracles talks about bring the world you do not want to the one you do. And so bringing the, the world of dread forward, full blast directly inside yourself rather than project it into your brain's image of this situation gives you the opportunity to heal that old energy of dread on a totally different level and all the, the complex of emotions that go with it, the fear, the, the uh, grief, the anger, the desire to hit, the abandonment, the yelling. All of those are energetic patterns that will tend to separate you from the truth of who you are is love. And the first, so the first order of business for me is getting back to that space where I can be in that space rather than run by something from my past that's in my mind. And it sounds like you're, one of your deepest triggers right now is your former. So I hold the space for you to be able to hold the space for her. They resolve well, I, I what's... Just had a talk, I just had a good talk with her and... I was able to stay in my heart chakra with her, and, and, nice. and, we, and we were just worried together about about our daughter, and um, yeah, and then and she was telling me about sad things that had happened, and uh, yeah, we, we were we were it was it was a, a loving conversation if if sweet worrisome. Yeah. Well, then the next the next piece of the puzzle then will complete this worksheet, but the next piece then would be for you to do some work around worry. You know, if if in fact there is an unconscious communication between you and your daughter 
does a space of active love serve your daughter better than a space of worry? Yeah, sure. And so then the next the next step in the process would be for you to forgive that worry in you so that you can be in that space. And, of course, if your former is willing to do that, then to support that moving in her as well so that she and you when you can connect in that presence of love with your daughter in mind and just being a pure space for her, that's where the healing's going to come from your daughter. Whatever it is, you know, we don't know at this moment what's going on in her that keeps her on this self-destruct path. But what we do know is whatever it is, if it will come up in the presence of love, it's going to heal. And so the first order of business is, so whatever my fears are, am I willing to forgive my fears? Whatever my worries are, am I willing to forgive my worries and just hold and be that space? And, you know, there's a a really powerful story of healing with Yeshua and a a woman who who had this 12-year issue of blood. She's had a period going on for 12 years, really traumatic thing for a woman in that culture because her place is in the kitchen feeding her family. That's kind of the culture, and she can't even go there. And so she is in a a large crowd, a throng they call it in in the scriptures, and she knows if she can touch the hem of his garment. And my offering would be, you know, she wasn't about to touch a piece of cloth, She's touching into the presence of love in him. That's the hem of the garment. Yeah. And so when your daughter can touch the hem of your garment, the presence of love, when your daughter can touch the hem of your wife's garment, the presence of love, when that's what's active, she's going to have a whole lot better chance of dissolving whatever it is that's driving her, whatever the pain is that's driving her of dissolving and freeing herself from it. So that's my, the space I hold and what I join in holding for all three of you. Good. So I think we were at the action step in number 5A yesterday. I had to walk away. I had to walk away. Uh, get some medicine um, for my eye. I, I was having trouble seeing. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having a uh, a very difficult day with this uh, brain thing. So I'm having. Yeah. And plus, I just had that shocking um, revelation. My my daughter had said she was going to go to school, and then she would call me after school. Well. My ex just told me that uh, that she didn't go to school, so we, um, that was breathtaking. So, all right. So, where is there? I'm just trying to breathe into that. Sure. Well, I'll join you in that, and so, so, and you know. So where are we? Well, my, on on what you just said, one of my thoughts would be. Is this resistance to going to school got to do with something about being bullied or? Is there something going on in school that school authorities need to be involved in? I asked if there was some. I I, I asked if she if the shutdowns might be sexual abuse going on. Um, 
or or and I did get to the bullied part when I when I looked at the clock and realized I had to call in. So I don't know about the bullied part, but I don't think I don't know that. I'm not sure that my former would know about that, but I'm going right. to have a conversation with with my with my little girl when when I see her and talk to her about it. Breathing with you. Difficult situation. Yeah. She did not try. So up. She did not, she did not uh, audition for the the school play that she was so excited to do. She decided not to. And um, uh, it's and it, they they cast the thing and and um, and she was she has exhibited some. Uh, surprise, maybe regret over who got the role that she wanted to have, and and we and her mother had told her that well, you're going to regret that you didn't audition for it, and and my the, our daughter is, is she's anyways I don't know I, I don't know just a fucking mess. So where are we in this? Time? Okay, so in number three, uh, your desire the the goal that you were holding and you know the reason that it's so important to look at the goal is you know to recognize that I'm never upset with anybody including myself unless I or someone else has violated a goal I hold for them and the reason that's so important is because if I load a goal in my mind that accesses some form of hostility or fear then instead of building my perception out of love, I'm going to build it out of whatever that hostility or fear is. And when when I do that, I take my internal hostility or fear and I put it into my brain's image, that perceptual construct of whoever I'm looking at or think I'm looking at. And... I'm experiencing the pain, but I've got an indirect relationship because I think it's caused by this person whose picture is in my mind. And so the core of forgiveness in the ancient Aramaic, as Yeshua taught it, the word forgive is shabag or shabak, and it literally means to cancel. And so when I recognize that if I put a goal in my mind, like, you know, it's a, a wonderful goal to have for your former to restore effective help for your daughter and for your daughter to be well. They're, they're powerful, awesome goals. However, if you put them in your mind and it, your mind uses some form of hostility or fear as a result of those goals, then that hostility or fear becomes a basis of your perception. When you cancel the goal, in the army, the word forgive is shabag, it means to cancel. When you cancel that goal, what happens is the perceptual construct, the, the, the little bit of data that's going on inside that builds a picture of somebody else being responsible for what's going on inside of me, shows me that they're the problem in my life. And so the action step is to cancel that goal not because there's anything wrong with it, but because every time I load it in my mind, it accesses my hostility or fear. And I distort myself 
and my capabilities when that happens. So the action step, if you go down to number 5A, while holding love conscious, active, and present, I now choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling the goal, the driver for number 1C, that would be your former, to restore effective help for my daughter. Okay. So you want to cancel that goal? Yeah, it, it, interestingly enough, in the in the in the 24 hours since we last talked, talked, uh, I was talking to my first former, who is a, a psychotherapist, and was got and got very very concerned about all this, and the goal right. and it hit us, hit me that uh, I I did find the phone number for the counselor that she was seeing. And I got the idea. I'm going to call uh, her and 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 arrange for. Uh, and so I, I began the pro- the process of having our little girl see or have a few conversations with that that counselor. And so we're, we're actually working on that now. And you know, I, I've kind of done an end run on on um, on uh, my former about that. Is is there any support from her for it at this moment? I, I have or is not, she still in the not, mode of why do, I don't want to get this into official records? Uh, well, no, no, none of that's changed. We haven't even discussed that. Right. Okay. Well, I, I'll hold I the space. I even told I told her that I would was going to have a session with our daughter. Um, and the, and the counsel, like a daddy-daughter counseling, and, and she right. was fine with that. So that's, you know, um, if she awesome. thought that would be a yeah. So, so, yes, I have no problem with canceling this goal of having um, uh, my ex, my former, restore the effective help for my daughter our daughter and to right. be responsible for my daughter being well. Okay, well, that's that's a new wrinkle for her to be responsible for your daughter being well. So you've assigned her another job. Well, I, 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 I guess I threw that word in there as part of to explain what I mean by restore the effective health for daughter and for daughter to be well. Oh, well, right. I see. And, so, and for daughter to be well. You want me to cancel the idea is that I cancel the desire that my daughter be well. Okay, I get not. I misunderstood that. Got it. No. So yeah, what I'm what I'm hearing now is there are actually three goals here to be no, canceled. No, I, One no, is no no, 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 doctor. I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what you mean by um, in five A um, restore the effective health for daughter and for daughter to be well. What be do you well, mean? Right. What is that? What is meant by that? So if, my, if the thing that's driving my pained perception is every time I think about my daughter and wanting her to be well, I go into trauma, I can't hold a space of love for my daughter when I'm in trauma. Yes. Now, it seems counterintuitive to say, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to cancel my need for my daughter to be well. Well, Michael, that's ridiculous. Well, I, what, that's, 
if you can, if, if you can, if that's what you're meaning, that I can do that. Yes, I, I, I understand. I get okay. that. Okay. Cool. And I then the I, I hear that thing. right. And I hear a third goal here that you might just want to make note of, and that is that you've assigned your former wife the job of making sure your daughter's well. That would be another really important goal to cancel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, I can cancel that, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the second part, so so why don't you just go ahead and just speak that out loud. I cancel my needs. So you're doing the action yeah, step. Yeah, I need for my daughter to be well, and I cancel my, my need or desire for her mother to be responsible for making sure that my daughter is well. Good, good. And then... Number three, B, so that I can be happy and at peace. So there's the under yeah. the underlying goal is for you to be happy and at peace when you think about your daughter. Yeah. So I can't. I, so I cancel my need to be happy and at peace. Yeah. And what that does, and, and, and that I mean that. I think that you said at some point that actually it's a, the short version of this is to cancel. The, the the implied contract I've given my former wife former to, exactly to 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 be uh, responsible for my happiness yeah. so I cancel that yep yeah yeah good so as you do that how do you feel what 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 happens when you let go of the need for your former to be responsible for your happiness and your peace well there there is a measure of of uh, of peace that comes from it, uh, I Good. feel I felt somewhat a little bit of upliftment. Awesome. So when you collapse a construct of the mind that's based in some form of hostility or fear, that collapse of that construct. Literally, it's like it gives you access to the underlying energy of trauma around this whole situation, which really isn't trauma around this whole situation. It's trauma that you've been carrying for a whole lot longer than the time you were married to your former or the time that your daughter's been alive, right? Yeah. And so uh, to drop into that, the objective here, and, you know, once I complete the, this process and heal that part of me that's exposed by canceling these goals, it can be perfectly appropriate, you know, if it's an appropriate goal, to go back and restore the goal. It's not that there's a problem with the goal. It's that when I put it into my mind, my mind uses its hostility or fear to build the way I see what's going on, and that's my my mind's distortion that inhibits me from bringing love present for myself, for my daughter, for my former. Yeah. So, and and I'm I'm offering that. I know we've we've had that conversation before, but I'm offering it so that anyone who's listening to the show, because it's so counterintuitive to take this wonderful goal that I have. Gee, I just want my daughter to be well and cancel it. 
It just seems so ridiculous. But if I'm in pain about her not being well, I get to heal my pain by doing that, and I get to step up to the plate another level as the presence of active love for her. And yeah. then when I, can, when I can load the goal in my mind for her to be well, and I'm totally well, I'm totally connected to love, now I'm the space that can extend that love to her which is the support she needs for getting well. Yes. Makes sense. So that's the first step is the canceling, being willing to let that space open, and then to recognize that, especially if I'm dealing with something, we talked yesterday about the power person dynamic. It's something that's been going on for a whole long time, and all of that comes into the fray. And that Harvard research that says that in a time frame where 10,000 brain cells are firing, I mean, they literally have this person hooked up to electrodes and they're measuring 10,000 brain cells firing in that same time frame, the maximum amount of data that goes into the perceptual construct of my mind is nine bits, a little tiny piece of it. And so the mass of energy that's underneath it, how do I process that when, you know, metaphorically I have a nine-bit processor? That's all I can handle at any given time. So the next step is to ask for support. You know, 2,000 years ago, Yeshua talked about a literal feminine elemental force in us, uh, an elemental force that will never violate our free will. If I want to hold on to my rage or my fear or my guilt or my grief or my pain, you know, not, that power is not going to touch it because I have free will. But the minute I'm willing to invite that power into activity, you know, in Aramaic, what, what this Ruka de Kutch, the words were actually translated by the Greeks as the Holy Spirit, but it's got nothing to do with a disembodied spirit being. It's an actual, literal, elemental force in us, feminine in nature, that does two things. One, it undoes the effects of our errors, and two, it teaches us the truth. And so the second piece of number five, 5B, is I invite. And you can see that, you know, on the worksheet we've got the Aramaic words and a blank. I usually just short form it to Rukka. So I invite Rukka, and then there's several things that each time you do a worksheet, we suggest you ask that power for. And to start off, it's, you know, if you're looking at 5B, I invite Rukka to Kutcha. Number one, to incline me toward healing. Rather than incline me toward the behaviors of my power person, you know, there's a, a really powerful way of telling who someone's God is. A lot of people talk about God as love and, oh, I love God and God, God, God. But when the stress is up and the chips are down, the real God that people believe in is the one they turn to for help in the moment of stress. And if I turn to the gods of hostility and fear and rage and guilt, that's my god. That's who I turn to under stress. And so one of the objectives of this worksheet process and the whole forgiveness teaching is to get to the point where I recognize the falsity of my hostility and fear-based mind's constructs. I eradicate them so that when I'm under stress, bang, I automatically turn to love. Actually, turn to the presence of love for my support rather than my power person's belief that if I just, you know, can scream loud enough or force somebody deep enough, then I'll get what I want. And so to, to, so the request is 
to incline me toward healing, to restore me to my newborn essence love, to heal my denial. Remember, our denial is the, the thinking or speaking as though something outside of us is the cause of what's moving in us. So I want to heal that denial. And I want to heal the capacity to generate the emotion that I identified in number 1B. So you're, you, you had a whole complex of things that we talked about yesterday, but the main one we settled on was dread. So I'm asking now that that power literally take away everything in me that could produce dread as the energy that controls my perception. Yes, good. And then help me to, so the next step that I'm doing, the next thing I'm doing is I'm asking that power to help me to open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied, the dissociated, the projected parts of my mind. The old power person dynamics, like, Rukha, I'm, I'm asking that this be removed. I'm willing, yeah, okay, like, so I am willing okay. to let this old reaction go. I'm, I'm willing, Rukha, to please lead me towards healing to restore me my newborn essence of love, heal my denial and my capacity, even my capacity ocean of dread, help me open to direct relationship um, with, um, with you um, and, and, and divine love. Right. And remove those old energies based in things oh, like and, dread oh, and, and fear and grief. That's where you direct conscious relationship. Okay, I'm looking at this language now. Help me open a direct conscious relationship with and sign. Gently, I think we're missing a word or phrase in there. Conscious relationship with and sign. Gently remove the denied, dissociated and projected parts of my mind. So what should be going in there right after direct conscious relationship? Well, that's with? it. So, so what I'm doing at this stage is I'm asking that power to open the veil of my temple, the barrier between the subconscious and the unconscious, so that I can become acquainted with the dynamics behind my unconscious dread. And I'm asking to have that opened and then to bring healing to that part of my mind, the, the part I've denied okay. and hidden from myself and projected into okay. my brain's image of whoever I'm doing the worksheet on. So notice okay. when you started, the cause of the dread was what your former was doing. The truth is yes. the cause of your dread is that in your unconscious there's dread, and you want to get yeah. rid of it. So I'm asking that power to help me to open, you know, to become conscious of that part of my mind and to remove it. Like, like, what would life be like if no matter what happened in John's world, with his own health or his family or the world itself, politics or anything else, what would happen if John could not even imagine producing dread or fear or anger or rage or grief about it? What would life be like if your mind couldn't even conjure those energies up anymore. Yes, good. And the, and the only power running in your mind is the power of active present love. Yes, perfect. 
So that's where we want to get to here. That's the idea of this, is I'm ready to look at these parts of me, and I'm ready to stop relying on them. I'm, I'm like, they've been my God. Yep, that's what I've turned to when I'm under stress, and I'm ready to turn to love when I'm under stress. And then, number one C, or pardon me, number five C, there's a third piece in the puzzle here. Once I start to undo those internal dynamics that have, for most people, been habitual all of their lives, my mind can kind of play this game of, well, okay, now we're finished with that, but then it's going to find another place to put that pained dynamic. And so in number uh, 5C, I'm going to cancel my need to be right about it. Yep, she's the problem in my life. And I'm going to let go of the need to make up another story out of this hidden corrupt data to hallucinate proof that my fear and hostility-based story, my reality is true. I'm like, I'm ready to let go of that one. So another casing, there's another goal there. You know, the mind is kind of like this habit machine, and we'll tend to keep going back to its old dynamic going back. And so I'm asking Ruka for support in, in healing the propensity to even go back to finding somebody else to blame. Yes, good. And so as you let go of those things and breathe, number 6A, how do you feel? What's moving for you? A little, a little more Breathing clarity, a little more peace. A little more peace. Peace and clarity. That's good. Awesome. That's a nice shift from that kind of dread and anger, fear, grief, that whole complex. Nice. Yes. And if you look yes. at the situation, the whole situation that you're working on from number one, your desire for your farmer to be responsible, uh, for your daughter to be well. If you look at that whole situation now, just kind of step back and sort of become the thinker apart from the thought. You know, observe yourself, the feeler apart from the feelings, the actor apart from your own actions. If you look at number one from this state of this increased level of peace and clarity that you've got, what becomes apparent? How does that situation look now from number one? I'm reading. I'm, re- I'm reading it over. Yep. Perfect. I appreciate your willingness and your clarity in moving forward. Well, I'm not feeling the dread right now. Uh, I'm not feeling okay. the fear right now. Okay. So then would the word be confidence in being able to move forward? Yes, I think so. Sure. That's the sense I'm getting from what you're saying. Confidence is a good word. Confidence in moving forward. Now, be aware that, you know, this, and you want to really, you know, jot down this new insight, this confidence in moving forward, so that you can turn to it when the next layer of healing comes up, when the next 
perceptual construct of your mind says, no, but it really is her fault, and it's she, and I've got all this rage and all the unresolved energies I have, is, is yep, and is what Janie I'm going to do is I'm going to stay connected to this. She's yeah. working on it, yes. Yep. Okay. Now, is this going to be, is this new one, this new wake-up sheet going to be in the form where I can, where we can fill in the blanks online without printing it out? Take some time for us to get, you know, this is a whole new piece of the puzzle, but, and it's but, going to be a but, whole other project for us to get it on the website. But in the meantime, I can write, I can use what is already on the website. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Or you know, you've got you've got this worksheet. What I would do, John, if I were you, is I because I think this is a, a a really an easier form for you to use. My thought would be that you just have a notebook. You have this this up on your screen. Actually, I sent you an email this morning. I did a couple of minor tweaks on it, and sent an email this morning. And and just have a notebook and and write the highlights of it out in your notebook as you do it. And in the meantime, I'll print some off and I'll mail them to you. Okay. That'll give us some time. We'll have to look at, you know, we're going to have to get our technicians in India involved, and it's a whole other project to put this one live on yeah. the uh, on the website. Ginny, do you, your okay. thoughts on that? Well, I they were really kind to decrease the amount of money that they were going to charge me to fix the ones that are online now. So right. to get them to do a whole new one, it would be a whole yeah. new fee. And I just yeah. don't have the money. I mean, it was... Yeah. We're, we're but a little ones close that, on that are already on the website work now. And they do, like when you fill yeah. in you know, not who your attention is, who your object of attention is, it will fill in that name on the on the future right. steps that ask for that. So all of that Perfect. is working now on the two forms awesome. online plus the game. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So John, if you were to do a line drawing in that little square of your emotions now, what would that line drawing look like? Oh I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know much about line drawings. I don't do it. But if you're just to represent your feelings at this point, like yeah. up above, but we yeah. actually didn't really do that step above, but you know, for a lot no, of people, no. yeah, it would, that just dread. A, a straight, it would just be a straight line across. Okay. Maybe. Cool. The other one okay. would have been a up and down, up and down, up and down line. Right. Perfect. Perfect. So number 7A, a principle of the universe is that by giving, I first get the original. And so there's several things that we suggest when you complete a worksheet that to reinforce and solidify the new insight, like confidence that things are going to move forward, I'm going to tap into gratitude. You know, what your former in doing what she's been doing has given you the opportunity to do is to look at this capacity of your mind to produce some pretty powerful negative emotions. And it's, it's really the gift that she's given you to free you, to give you the opportunity to work on and free you of those things. So gratitude for that. 
is a powerful place to be. There's been a lot of research done in gratitude. I'm sure you're familiar with it about how it advances people's healed state. It's pretty powerful stuff. Yes. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to heal. I choose truth. Like, hmm, if my mind's generating some form of hostility or fear, the truth is it's my mind generating. It's not caused by somebody outside of me. So I'm willing to look at the truth, and I'm willing to be in that connected heart space, that space of perfect love. Yes. Don't truth. I am. And, yeah. And now what you want to do is thinking about your object of attention, your former, and then based on what your demands were of her, what would be a, a new goal from this connected space of love that you could structure toward her? I've always been, a, in my heart shock, there's always been a state of love when I'm thinking about her or talking to her. Awesome. So then that would be what goes in the blank in number seven. Yes, perfect. And then the instruction is as you contemplate that, as you think about that, breathe. Be in that heart space. Be the presence of love. And allow your physiology as you breathe to cleanse and bathe in oxygen. Just let that oxygen flow throughout your whole structure as you let everything soften, including this space in the dura of your spine where this pressure is on this cerebral spinal fluid. Yes, okay. So breathing with you on that. And also, you know, the, it, it's interesting that you were way up there, up, up north, and now you're, I, I'm not sure exactly how close you are, but you're probably within 10 miles of the Upledger Institute. I don't know if you've had any contact with them since we talked last, that last worksheet yeah. that we did. But yeah, no. I bet Pledger Institute, and they're like, I mean, I studied with Upledger when he was still alive 35 years ago, and, I mean, he's done some awesome work, and I bet they have a free clinic there that you yeah. could go to and get some cranial sacral treatment. I, I, I have asked several thousand um, people with this disease about um, craniosacral, and, and there isn't one report where, where it was beneficial. So I, I'm not terribly motivated to that. I'm a new surgeon. Is, the, yeah. I mean, if we're, is there one we're report? Not even one. Is there one report with anybody who has the disorder who's actually gone and done cranial sacral work? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. didn't ask that question. Yeah. So if nobody reports it but nobody did it, then, of course, nobody's going to report it. My offering would be, yeah. John, if I, if I were in your shoes right now, the first thing I do when I get off the phone is I call the Upledger Institute, see if they have a free clinic, and go get some cranial sacral work done. Okay. That's, that's I mean, the whole, I mean, literally, you know, Dr. John Upledger spent a lifetime. He used to be a professor in, uh, at the University of Michigan, and then he actually, you know, I don't know if you know, he had a clinic at, at uh, um, Hall and Massey's church in... I knew him. I knew him. He was, he was, he was at at Uni of the Palm Beaches. I was on the board there. Right. He was very well. 
I, I, I mean, I met up late here and interviewed him. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm quite familiar with him. So, so other people are running the clinic, but, you know, from yeah. my awareness as it. a naturopath, it would be one of the most powerful things you could do. I was sorry to see that he had left the planet. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the first step would be to do a consult, and, you know, they know what they're doing very well and see if there are any, you know, um, untoward effects that could happen from doing cranial sacral work. You know, they would do an assessment, I'm sure, and uh, let you know if there were any possible downsides to doing it. But I think it would be one of the most powerful gifts you could give yourself. What What my experience is, and and over the years, you know, one of the, the things that I've I developed about 40 years ago and I've taught is still point breathing. And what I found is that when people go into that still point, that's the deepest processing space there is for old trauma is in that still point. And so over the years, I've looked for things that enhance the ability to go into that still point and Upledge's work was one of the first things I came across three and a half, almost four decades ago that enhances that space. And it, it creates on a physiological level an energetic opening that is one of the most powerful spaces for processing trauma that I know. And my offering is that your physiology doing what it's doing is a result of trauma. And when that trauma leaves your form, that disorder will leave your form. Yeah, thank you. Now, you know, I understand the medical approach is, well, we're going to do the best we can do to treat that, which is powerful and wonderful and the technology that's been developed is is amazing in the whole medical field but treatment's different than healing and you know you you certainly don't need to exclude one to have the other you can do them parallel and i would think that an, at least an assessment from the upledger institute would be really uh, beneficial for you i i may do that i, I just i have had craniosacral work for sciatica and spent a lot of money doing it and got nothing, no benefit from it at all. And and uh, so I'm not terribly um, in, interested in it, at least at this point. I've, I've, I've okay. done a lot of it, and it just yep. doesn't, it's done nothing for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, guy, we'll hold the guy, space. Guy, from a guy who studies the Ledger Institute. Okay. Well, we'll hold space. The, the, the next paper, level maybe. of healing is yours. Hey, my, I, I appreciate you, Doctor. You're awesome. Thank you so much. And to Jeannie as well. I'm very grateful to you. Thank you so much. Really great stuff. Any other thoughts at this point that we can support you with? Um, Any questions? No. Any Anything else we can clarify? So my hope would be that you start putting the pen to the paper and, you know, there, there are several things you've uncovered here that 
if you continue with them, will move your healing process and take this internal pressure off of you. And that, I think, is one of the most powerful things that could happen for you right now. So we hold the space for that, my friend. I'm grateful to you. Thank you, buddy. All right. Lots of love. Take care. Thank you. All right. And Miss Jeannie will send you that uh, that worksheet. I've already uh, sent it. She, it's already <laughs> sent. There you go. She's on top of it all. <laughs> and I sent the information on the Upledger as well. Cool. All right. Well, dear heart, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left. 11. So do we have anybody yep. in the phone queue with a hand up or anything happening in the chat room? No. It is all quiet. Somebody press one. we got time for one question. Well, we've covered a lot of territory, so I can only imagine that uh, several questions have, uh, hand just went have been up. aroused. Great. Let's go for it. I believe it's Miss Celinda, 541. You're on the air. Welcome, young lady. How are you, and uh, how can we serve you today? Got a question for us? And I wonder if you're mute challenged, Linda, because we're not hearing your voice. That's because I'm mute challenged. There you go. I know what that <laughs> challenge is like. I've been there too many times. I know. Well, I do that automatically because I don't want, if I'm on the phone, I don't want uh, Larry to be disturbed or... Um, sure. So I go into the bedroom, but I also don't want him to come in if we happen to be talking on the phone. Um, the quick question is this. Um, Will, you said you tweaked the new worksheet again. Can you, Jeannie and Michael, can you put that new worksheet on the um, website without it's, having to it's go coming. to your India? Yeah, because it's I'm coming. going to go to all... I'm going to go to all those very simple worksheets. I appreciate immensely all the explanations, but I don't want them in with the worksheet. I found out that um, my challenge is to get out of my intellectual head, so I don't want to mix them. I want to keep it really simple so I can hopefully I understand. access my feelings. Now, I had I one you. quick question. Yeah, I had one quick question about your talk. I don't know if you ever got my text and your talk with Lisa, and you said that you would uh, send her a link for this article you wrote, uh, uh, which was basically a short mini healing course for her. Now, is that article on one of your uh, newsletters you sent, or um, can you send me a link to it? That was the 20th show on the 20th. Um, I don't know... Uh, which article, Michael? You've done so many of them lately. I don't know which one. I can, if you okay. give me a little There's, explanation of it, I can tell you. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Celinda. I'll just—I've uh, got a, an email open, and I'll just send it to you. And oh, I'll, I'll link—I'll link the worksheet. I'll link the worksheet for you, so it'll—it'll it'll all be there. Because I've and if you'll send it to me, Michael, yeah. I can check and see if it's on the website. Okay. Yeah, I like all of those abbreviations you're doing, all of the little tweakings you're doing, because um, you never know when someone, one, just will super resonate to one person and not to the next. I think that's fantastic. Exactly. I really appreciate it. 
And I think that's all for the moment. But if you got my text, you know, there's a little, I, I sort of translated that note that you sent to me, said, I can't read this at all. And there's a little present in there, too. So um, I will uh, look forward to tomorrow's meeting, and I'm going to get off right now so that I can finish up for Larry. Okay. Am I understanding you sent this by mail? No, text. Text. I don't have a text from you, so if you could resend it. Okay, if I still have it, I certainly will resend it. You bet. All right. Appreciation. Oh, it's a letter, too. You know, it's a letter. I'll I'll send you the text and the letters in the mail. Oh, okay. A snail cool. letter. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. All Blessings. Right. All you right. Take care, take care of each other. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's in the plan. All right. <laughs> okay, we have seven minutes. Somebody press one. No questions after all that worksheet detail from anybody? That's monumental. And if nobody has a question for us, then I'm just going to I'm going to share actually I spent the last um 14 hours personally in process uh started to do some breathing last night. Actually, Jean and I watched a film that was um, brought up a whole lot, uh, some pretty violent death scenes in this film. And what that resonated for me was to clean up my own structure around this idea of death. And back several months ago, I don't know, 10, 12 months ago, I shared uh, an, another still point session that I did where I was shown a darkness that my ancestors were asking for support in dealing with. And what I got last night as I went into still point was that they weren't really asking me to help them to process the darkness that they were stuck in. But what they were asking me to do was to support them and assist them in processing through death. And as I breathed, and I literally, I mean, this is, I think, the longest still point session I've ever done because it went on for about nine hours. And I literally, at one point, could physiologically feel the life and the the warmth draining from my body as though death were occurring. And my take on that, my understanding of that as that was moving, I mean, I'm literally physically feeling so cold and warmth draining from my body that it was like, oh, this is what the last moment of life feels like for somebody. And to stay connected to love and go through that opened a space for me to process this whole idea of death on a, an entirely different level than I've ever conceived of before. To literally stay connected as love, to stay connected to Rukka, the breath, 
keep my breath going as hours of energetic experience around death passed through my body. It was a powerful, powerful session. And so I just thought I would share that and anyone else that's that's ready to move into literally the willingness to face everything in your genes, in your bloodline that has killed anybody and everybody in all of the history of your bloodline. You know, each of us comes into the world with death programmed into our genes. How do I know that? Everybody over 120 in your bloodline and mine is already dead. It's part of our structure. And to me, if, when you hear the ancient teachings saying that with man death began, that we made the process up, and it's going to be up to us to undo it. So anyone who would care to join me in the commitment to look at anything and everything in your family system and in our culture that has caused anyone to die. To forgive, literally to remove that from our structures. To me, that's the key in stepping into the willingness to overcome everything in the bloodline. Every fear, every rage, every guilt, every escape, every self-deprecation, every thought that has created death for anyone and the suffering that any person in our bloodlines have gone through. You know, when I was doing this still point session and as this Literally, the heat was draining out of my body. I mean, I was physically shivering and ice cold, and I had two 20-pound weighted blankets on me. Jeannie, you know, we have separate weighted blankets, and, and as I'm shivering, Jeannie reaches over and puts her blanket on top of my 20-pound blanket, and my structure's still shivering as that heat drains out of my body. I invite anyone who has the willingness and the courage to face whatever it is that has ever impacted the lifespan of everybody in your bloodline to be able to embrace those energies in conscious act of present love to directly embrace those energies. Not put them into our brain's image of fear about death, but to directly embrace and to overcome those propensities. He listened to Yeshua in Revelations and he says, to he or she that overcomes, they will not taste of the second death. The second death is when the physiology dies. The first death is when we die to the awareness that we are created of the essence of love. And most of the world's already lost that. So that's the first death. If I overcome that and I restore my awareness of myself as the presence of love and restore that to my physiology, then I overcome the second death. And that's what he says, will become a pillar in the temple and the temple is your body and shall go out no more. We're going to stop killing ourselves. All death is suicide. It's time for us to give it up. 
So anyone wants to join me in that one, please make a commitment and let's go for it. In the meantime, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world, and you're appreciated. Blessings.